it's time to go Hollywood. Hollywood Squares, that is. And welcome to Hollywood Squares. Let's meet our celebrity guests. Michael Esposito, 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 and Michael Esposito. And today's contestants, hailing from the great city of Buffalo, New York, topping off at 200, Sean. Hello, hello. And his opponent, barreling in from Niagara Falls, New York, Joe. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. And now, let's give it up for our host, Michael Esposito. Thank you, thank you. Guys, what better way to cover Hollywood Squares on the NES than playing a game of Hollywood Squares on the podcast? It's the only way to do it. I can't think of any other way, yeah. Okay, so there's going to be a couple of rules here, though, first and foremost. Uh, just, just an overview of things. So in Hollywood Squares, there's two contestants, and they compete in a game of tic-tac-toe. Usually there's cash and prizes. Guys, I hate to break it to you. You're just people who exist on this podcast. You don't get caches and prizes. Those are four contestants on a game show. This is just for fun. But true to the format, in each box of this tic-tac-toe board, there is going to be a celebrity version of myself who will tell you the answer to the questions that have already been predetermined. And then you, the players, must assess if they are, uh, I guess the answer is like if they are telling the truth or not, but is it is it ever like explicit that they're lying or is it just that they don't know no, the answer? No, no, It's just, yeah, I think they're trying to, to to help you, but they're just wrong sometimes. Yeah, but, they, but it does in the actual game show, they do say like you have to determine who's telling the truth. Which is very misleading if you don't know the rules of the game. I was trying to figure out, like, wait, so is this like a mafia thing, or it's nothing to do with any of that? I was, I thought, like, I thought there was like one secret mole that was trying to like screw them up or something, but yeah, that's, that's, that, that has nothing to do with it. That'd be fun too. Yeah. So if the Mike, if the Michael Esposito is right or wrong, we just agree or disagree. Right. You only have to say true or false to the statements. Now, to be fair to everybody, uh, both the contestants here today, uh, Sean and Joe, and the listeners at home, I have prepared both right and wrong answers that will be determined by a random number generator so that this way there is no unfair bias. We all know that we want Joe to win, but we have to make this a fair competition. <laughs> we all know. We all know. Well, I think that's that's jinxing me right there. But there's one other thing that Hollywood Squares has, and that is really bad zingers from the celebrities. Now, I'm sure in the actual show, they they probably had like some good... Uh, comedians on every now and again who were able to come up with clever stuff on the spot but um, for whatever reason the video game version I don't know how you guys felt about these uh, jokes, zingers if you will they they weren't really that funny to me and so I tried to match that kind of tone for the zingers that my celebrity guests will be providing. I think that's probably the correct way to go about this. Yeah, it's also a great way to cover yourself if the jokes just aren't funny Yeah, yeah um, oh yeah, yeah. Like I didn't like a joke that you're telling a bad yeah, right. joke. I didn't stay up all night yeah. writing these. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm gonna try and help the listener visualize this game show by describing where on the three by three matrix I'm going to place my bid. Um, so hopefully that helps. Fantastic. Okay. Um, 
Thank you for that, Sean. We every, every little bit helps. I'm I'm trying my best. Joe, what will you be doing to contribute? Uh, I won't. Great, because we all want you to win anyway. He's our <laughs> just gonna I'll, say uh, Joe's our one. darling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also do my best to describe. Or my worst. Great. Now, <laughs> I know what a lot of our listeners are thinking, and they're like, you can't be serious. You're not about to play a game of Hollywood Squares where it's just your general trivia and uh, and then just like find out who the winner is, uh, especially when there's no cash prizes. Like, why should I care? And I'm just here to tell everybody, don't worry. All of the questions are topics related to the game itself that we will then discuss in detail after we assess uh, if the answer is true or false. Okay. So uh, with that away, uh, the coin toss behind uh, the stage revealed that Joe will go first. And so this is bullshit. <laughs> Joe, will you please pick a square? I'm going to pick square middle middle. Okay. Otherwise known as the middle <laughs> of a tic-tac-toe board. That is the center square. And that in my, um, oh, what's that? Am I X's or O's? <laughs> what would you like to be? Do I get to choose? I feel like Sean should get to choose since I go okay. first. I want to be X's because <laughs> O's are losers. Terrible choice. All right. The first question. This goes to Michael Esposito in the center square. In NES Hollywood Squares, you can win a fake brand new car by picking the right key to match the right car. In this other game show, you answer questions in a car. Uh, what is cops? Boing. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I'm going to say carpool karaoke. Joe, true or false? I'm going to say that's false. And you would be correct. Do I have to? S- okay, oh. I don't have to say the real answer. Oh, I don't think you do. No, you just got to say yes or no. Okay. This is really bad. <laughs> I played the game. I played the, the NES game. I just forgot. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that's something funny, though, too, because in the... Uh, in the NES game, if they made you like then go to a keyboard and type in the answer, I feel like that would be a lot more stressful. But also then it would be a huge advantage to the person who always gets uh, the true because then they never have to go to the answer. So, Joe, you've just created a topic within a topic. However, I must remind you that you are correct. Uh, Carpool Karaoke was incorrect. And, uh, you know, the correct answer, I, I would have accepted Cash Cab. But I'm sure there are other game shows where you can answer questions oh. in a car and uh, win money. What I really wanted to discuss here, obviously, is, you know, in the NES Hollywood Squares, when you uh, have the opportunity to win that fake brand new car, it, you have to pick uh, a random key that all kind of look the same. And then cars that just uh, the only thing that changes about them is the color of the car. But it, it feels really random. And I feel like that's a very inconsequential final prize that we've dealt with before in Wheel of Fortune where, like, they gave away, like, you know, oh, you won this trip or you won this car. And, and like, you don't actually get to take those things home. So the whole game was played <laughs> with no real stakes involved. And here, not only do you not get to, like, re- you know, redeem your car by sending in the, uh, the screen where you won to Nintendo Power, you just... Like, it also adds this layer of you have to pick the right key in the right car. Is, <laughs> is that how they did it on the game show? Like, does that even feel right? I want to say that that might... I, I actually... I remember watching Hollywood Squares back in the day, and I don't quite remember this car thing. Um, but it sounds like a thing that would be done. Like, yeah, here's your money that you won on the show, but, like, just to keep the stakes high... Um, but also so that we don't always have to give you them like more stuff. 
it would be like, here's your chance to win a car. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It sounds about right. The way they say it, too, is so matter of fact that it's like, it's as if it was definitely part of the show because he goes like, and he's going to go for the car. <laughs> like, they, there's no explanation. I'm like, what? What car? Like, like it's as if I should have known that from watching the show. So I assumed that that was in the show. But yeah, I... I, I it is funny, though, that, like, they just say, like, oh, okay, so, like, we might, I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves because I don't know what the actual <laughs> structure of this episode is, but, like, in the second round of this game, they will give you a secret square for the, yeah, you know, like, for a trip, and, like, they'll just, like, if you if you select it, they'll say, like, all right, answer the question, and you'll get this. And then if you get it right, it's like, all right, now you're going to the Alps. And <laughs> I, I think that, like, it's still possible to use that and, like, to try and put that into a game. Like, just give, like, your little avatar thing, like, some fun, like, ski gear or something. Because at least it, look, now you've got something for it instead of just, like, the screen that says, like, you're going to the Alps. Congratulations. I don't know. Yeah, I it's, like that. It's like, uh, you know, it's like when you you want, you know, purchase things to be all, like, aesthetic in uh you know it's like just give an aesthetic improvement or like an option uh for winning that absolutely yeah i i know we're like repeating ourselves here a little bit with our other game show episodes but i think in wheel of fortune we suggested that there should be mini games for those kinds of things so if you won the ski trip now you play like a little version of slalom or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's something that would set it aside from wheel of fortune in a good way other than like all the ways it's set aside from Wheel of Fortune by being like less practical than actually playing Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> it's interesting though that there's no like high score. Um, I mean, there is, you know, they give you points and stuff like that, but there's no actual focus on high score as the dream uh, prize at the end, right? Like this thing is worth 50,000 points or something like that, or you can wager some points or something because video games are all about getting high point high scores at this time. So to make the game show then just give you uh, fake prizes, it ju- it just takes away from what could have been something where it's like, oh, well, I scored the other day. I scored 115,000 on Hollywood Squares. Try and beat that. Yeah, like just the amount of like useless shit that you win can just be converted into points. Like a, a trip to uh, uh, the big island of Hawaii could be like 25,000 points and then that could actually be reflected on the leaderboard. I don't know. I want to go next. Okay, it, it, you can go next. <laughs> oh, no, I'm next. Uh, Joe, I don't think... <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. I, was like, I'm just I think kidding. that would no, be a very it, unfair it, advantage. I just thought I, was, I thought I was being favored. I don't know. <laughs> Sean, where, what box would you like to go into? I'd like to go into bottom right box, please, Mike. Okay, bottom right, and um, let me just load up. The, I think it's Mike. Yeah, it, it, Mike is in that box. The Mike in bottom right, okay. here's the question for you. Hollywood Squares would take a long time to expand on the brilliance of the NES version, but after many years, we finally got a sequel on this console. The N-Gage? I'm no, gonna... no, that's the what? joke answer. Don't worry, Sean. The, <laughs> the, actual, the actual response, the Nintendo Wii, just like every other shovelware game known to man. All right. Um, first of all, I'm going to say that your joke answers require a bit more like thinking that you're too smart for the show. Like, I think that that we need a bit more of that. Um, but I'm also going to say no, that it was not on the Wii. 
Ooh, Sean, that's rough. It was on the Nintendo Wii. Hollywood Squares wouldn't get another video game adaptation until the Nintendo Wii. Um, and the PS3 is a digital download, but the Wii got a physical version too. So all those Wii collectors who collect like 3,000 plus boxed video games also need to add a copy of Hollywood Squares to theirs. So Joe gets okay. the bottom right box. This is actual bullshit. And what's worse is now we have to talk about the sequels and spinoffs. The thing that we do at the <laughs> end of um, at the end of any episode. Now we have to do it early on. So you actually, ha- I guess I didn't realize you actually have these questions in specific boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> oh, I love that. That makes it so much more so much more real. Yeah. Hey, it's no problem. No problem at all. Um, Joe, as someone who's about to go for the win, sequels and spinoffs, the fact that there's only one for Hollywood Squares, does that surprise you? Do you feel like there should have just been like every console generation should have gotten? It should have been like a Madden thing, like every year. <laughs> yeah. year next to it, Hollywood, Hollywood Squares 97, Hollywood Squares 98. <laughs> With new celebrate, celebrities. <laughs> you asked that question as if I, like, I would be surprised that there was only one. I'm surprised <laughs> that there is one. <laughs> I'm surprised that there was a sequel to this. Not saying it was terrible or anything, but like Hollywood Squares. Was anyone? I don't know. Was anyone asking for Hollywood Squares video? Were games? there any celebrities, like actual people, or were they like Joe, Beth, and 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 Eva? Well, like in this, I'm pretty sure that they were not real celebrities. But if they were smart, and I'm looking it up right now, they should have gone for the uh, Mies. The Mies should have been in the squares, right? Mm. The Mies that are in your know. plaza. I, you know what? I take what I said back. I think that if you had celebrity Mies and they each had like a response like that celebrity had like licensed their likeness, that would sell. Not even that. I think that like what would have actually made this game interesting in any way would be like you don't even have to spend money to get like likeness. You just you just put like parody versions of actual celebrities in there. Like some guy with a big chin and call him like Ray Geno or something. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 there's, there's limitless possibilities. Real time update. The Nintendo Wii version uh, does have real celebrities like Kathy Griffin and Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, of course. Huh. Of course. Okay. Well, all right. I, I, I stand corrected. I also stand corrected because I feel like now I'm not that interested anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nothing against Kathy Griffin, but it's like not like the first celebrity on my list of celebrities I wanted to see. <laughs> and if you want something really crazy, you can still buy Hollywood Squares brand new for the Nintendo Wii on Amazon for twelve ninety nine. Hey, can't beat you that. Can't, you can't beat that at all. <laughs> um, and you know, I also think that there was a moment for a Hollywood Squares style game. If you guys remember during the Xbox three sixties like huge run before uh, the PS three eventually caught up, there was that one verse one hundred game. Uh, did either of you play that? I've, I had heard of it. It was a big thing. I've never. Yeah, played it was a big it. thing yeah. where like you actually played on Xbox Live with a you know a hundred other contestants, and um, you know you were either you either got chosen to be the one guy who goes up against the hundred, or you were just part of the audience and you know part of the general one hundred. I feel like a Hollywood Squares version of that, where certain people are automatically put into the boxes and two people are chosen as the contestants. Like, yeah, that could have worked for a lot of other game shows, but I just feel like that was a good moment for that. And, uh, you know, now it's like, I don't know, all that stuff's gone out of favor. No one no one really cares about Regular that kind of people squares. Regular people <laughs> squares, yes. All right, Joe, I think I know what box you're going to go for. But, uh, you know, for the listeners at home, do you want to explain the current situation? 
Yeah, current situation is is Sean has the uh, Sean has the south. Or no, I'm sorry, I have the southeast corner, which I got from Sean getting that question wrong. Then I also have the uh, the center box, and I'm now going to go speak to the Michael Esposito Michael Esposito in the northwest corner. And the question for him is: the celebrities that are featured in this NES game are also the joke answer is. My inner demons. The answer, thank you. The answer supplied (laughs) by uh, that Michael Esposito is Nintendo employees. So wait, the question is that these 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 celebrities are also featured in the celebrities that are featured in this NES game are also Nintendo employees. That is the statement being made. I thought there was like some game called Nintendo employees. I'm such an idiot. Okay. Wow. Um, they are also Nintendo employees. Let me take a look at these guys again. See if, see if I recognize any of them. Uh, Pam. <laughs> well, the middle guy's Shigeru, so I don't know. I- yeah. <laughs> Sean, you help me out. Sean, do they ever let people look at the, like, do they let them open up an encyclopedia for the answers to the to the questions on Hollywood Square, I don't think they do. So I think I, that this I think that's is, uh, illegal. This is fake. I think that's an illegal. Well, no, yeah, I'm looking illegal. at this. I would be able to see the celebrities. No, right? no, no, no. In this in this role play, you are a blind person because oh. all of our listeners can't see the show. <laughs> that's a good point. No, in this <laughs> role play, he'd be seeing nine Michael Espositos well, because we're talking about the <laughs> NES game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But for the that's record, true. I'm always watching footage of the game we're talking about in every episode of this podcast on YouTube. So. I have, was already looking at them, but I'll, I, I, I'm going to just regardless say, I think that's false. And you would be correct. That is false. I swear to God. They are just not real celebrities at all. They are just regular, random people that they, you know, didn't even try to attribute like names that would be conceived as famous people. They're just generic names. And, you know, they talk about the biggest draw of the game. You know, and just not having that, right? Like, Hollywood Squares is about the celebrities. And this is just tic-tac-toe trivia. You know, like, that that's strange that uh, they missed the biggest uh, draw of the game. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you guys picked up on that right away on your playthroughs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, like, just my, uh, the, the, the thing I pitched earlier of just having goofball parody versions of actual celebrities. Like, you can do, like, an Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking person. And it like just that kind of stuff. And they met that's a huge missed opportunity there. Cause right now half of your, half of your reason to be does not exist right now. It's trivial pursuit uh, with a tic-tac-toe board. I mean, here's, I think what you could, well, what you could do, right? Who, who developed this? This is, is this rare? The yeah. developer is better known for bears and apes, but they are also the developer of this game. So this is another, Oh, it's another, another question. Board. Yeah. Hmm. Who's who's answering? Is it Sean, right? Uh that's that's a Jeopardy phrased question. Right. So the <laughs> Yes. And and you know what, to be honest though, like when I was writing these questions, I automatically defaulted to Jeopardy style things for the most part. <laughs> However, the uh the, the celebrity could have answered that. And since the game is over, uh I will tell you that the answer obviously is rare, which I think Joe uh Joe guessed correctly. Rare also being the makers of the other game show style games that we've played so far. So I guess they just, I guess they just like decided to team up with whoever has the licenses for these and saying like, you guys can publish them, but we'll make them for you. Yeah. Well, because my other suggestion then was going to be, if you can't use celebrities, why not use other characters from other rare games? You know? Like the slalom butt guy? 
<laughs> yeah, I guess th- th- there might not be like the best pool of characters from there, but you could. It's better than random people. I would love to hear from wizard or warrior. The slalom butt guy could be facing away from you. Yeah. Now that the game is over, uh, and and Joe gets a car. Did you find this game? Did you guys find this game difficult in any way? I mean, in the sense that, like the the trivia itself, no, because it's whether you know some of the questions aren't particularly hard maybe there are some that you know that that are a little more difficult but it's always down to a 50 50 anyways so so like that makes it easier but i will say that i think that the format of this is a little better formatted for an nes game than like jeopardy was where you don't have to type in a random answer and you get one thing one you get one typo and you got like 10 seconds or whatever uh and you're wrong at least it like it can do more intricate questions but it's not perfect I'm going to disagree and agree with you on two, on two different things here. Uh, one, presentationally, this is so much better than like any time a computer player gets something wrong. It just like smashes its hands on the keyboard and gives you like X, J, I, Z, Y, T, Z, zero <laughs> yes. or whatever. Um, that's silly and isn't how Jeopardy's played. Um, <laughs> but I will say that like this was a little difficult for me because... Like, the sources that this game was pulling from are not, like, scientific in nature. Or, like, they're not, like, whether something is true or false is not set in stone. Because they're citing, like, magazine articles from, uh, like, uh, according to uh, Leisure, wh- how do you get children to eat food that you like? And then it's just, like, a really subjective answer like you just got to <laughs> eat the food that you want them to eat it's like is that was there a study like is that real i mean, I mean that's that's <laughs> true i hear what you're saying there i mean i think that the i don't know if this is the way the show was but i feel like the point is that it's like what do you think leisure would have said mm-hmm. you know rather than like what's the truth true but yeah it, it's not yeah like there are definitely plenty of questions where i was like i don't really know but then it felt a little to you know, fifty fifty shot felt a little unfair in my favor in that case. Like, I have no idea what the answer to this question is, but I'll just guess anything, and I might just get it right. The randomness of the questions, though, hurts because it's not like Jeopardy, where there's clearly defined categories that you then like prepare yourself for that kind of question. The general, the generality of every kind of question you could potentially be asked, and they. I saw the, uh, on Game FAQ, somebody lists out every single question and its correct answer in case anybody wanted to cheat. But just the amount of questions Rare came up with is amazing. Like, they probably did pull them from the show or whatever, but to program that many things, I'd never ran into a repeat, but I don't even think I'd be able to potentially see every question that they programmed into this game. So they do deserve some credit for that, but I don't know if, like, you know, Sean, you were mentioning just like, you know, that some things were like opinions and stuff like that. But even just like questions like, is it ever a good idea to put vodka on your eyeglasses? That was something that came up that I, I wrote down. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. Does that fall in with the same kind of stuff that should also be a game show that asks you questions about history or about, um, you know, uh, just, you know, general trivia? Like that doesn't feel like trivia to me. Is it ever a good idea to put vodka on your eyeglasses? <laughs> I'll, I'll do you one better, Mike. And the question was... According to the World Book Dictionary, is it a good thing or a bad thing to be diddled? <laughs> well, I did not make that up. 
That is a question. What did they? What did they? Uh, what, what's the verdict on that? Well, uh, the, the, they say that it's a bad thing. Uh, to be diddled is to be swindled or taken advantage of. But you know, there's a very different. <laughs> there's a very different dis- <laughs> definition now. <laughs> but I, I took a picture and I. I t- I don't know. I'll send it to you. Maybe you can put it on the Twitter or something. Oh, I will. But, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it's. It was crazy. Um, and I mean, here maybe maybe in my opinion, it is good to be diddled, and because uh, I use a different definition of the word diddling. Um, but <laughs> but in its defense, the question was according to this dictionary, is it a good thing? Or yeah, that's crazy? true. I get it. I get it. The bigger problem about you know the game show genre and you know playing older game shows or even just buying board games of trivia games, you know, like say you bought seen it back in 2006 history continues to time moves on, you know, movies continue to come out (laughs) and this stuff dates itself. So no matter what, when you play these older games, just like how, when you watch like older episodes of jeopardy, jeopardy like tends to skew to like the people who, would now be old enough to understand the answers to the questions that are like, you know, when they were maybe growing up or, you know, relative to their interests. But if you watch like Jeopardy from 1980, it's like questions that is mostly revolving around 60s and 70s trivia, you know, so these things like age quicker. And so I just don't know what the answer is for the game show genre to adapt trivia to video games, because it's always just going to be like, you know, we were joking about you need Hollywood Squares 97, 98, 99, but like that's really the only solution that they've come up with thus far outside of DLC, which would also suck. I don't know, like maybe that's also for people who go back and enjoy retro games, maybe that's part of the charm that these questions are old and outdated. Yeah, I think it kind of is. I, I One of the questions that I did enjoy was uh, what, I, mean, I forget what the city was, but what will Paris host in 1992 and it was like obviously an olympics um but the just the phrasing of like what will it what will it do in this future year that's always funny but uh real quick mike i don't how many questions are there oh actually i don't know how many questions are because they didn't number them but i'd have to i'd have to estimate it based on how long i scrolled maybe two thousand Oh my no god! Way. Yeah, it it, it the wow. list just kept going and going, and uh, I never, I, you know, I'm just saying. Like, did you guys ever run into a repeat? No, I yeah. didn't. No, I, I played like four four games. Of this. I might be grossly overestimating and, yeah. that, but even if it's over 500, right? Like, that's still like a ton of questions when you consider that you're just playing uh, potentially, you know, 18 questions each time you play. Like, you're still gonna have a lot of time before you run out of one. Absolutely. So you got to give them some kudos for that. It's just that if you're if you're like me, older, you know, trivia being outdated or being like skewed to a certain uh, time period doesn't, um, I don't know, doesn't appeal to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I also got to imagine that like even today when someone makes a video game based on a game show, like nobody's hope is that like this will become like a timeless classic, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I don't know if they like, they need to figure out the solve of how to make it more topical in the future, unless you're going to do like, you know, today you're going to do like updates every year or something, DLC or something. And the only other thing I really had as like a note, you know, is just 
about tic-tac-toe in general, you know, and that obviously there's a little <laughs> more strategy here because if you, you know, as Sean learned today, if you get it wrong, the other contestant gets to take that box. They obviously don't just like come up with a new question that you then have to answer. That's an interesting twist on a very old, 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 you know, pen and paper game. So, uh, you know, interesting and uh, definitely <laughs> a different kind of version of tic-tac-toe. But just, you know, we don't talk about traditional games and their impact on video games in general. So I felt like this would just be a good moment to, you know, you don't have to say anything nice about tic-tac-toe or their, you know, its place in in Hollywood squares. But just the idea that they were, you know, they were able to translate a very simple game and add an interesting spin on it. I thought that was, you know, like for me, that was the hook, not the trivia itself. I, I mean, it, it helps that in tic-tac-toe, you can't like accidentally write an x or a circle wrong and then you've just forfeited that space like you you just do it so i appreciate that they they made it a little bit more complex with the whole like if it, you're also you're also putting something at risk by putting something there uh especially in a situation where wh whether it goes one way or the other like one of you will win um instead of just like blocking um so yeah, I can imagine, again, I've only watched a few episodes of the show in my lifetime, in the more like 90s versions of it, but I would imagine that adds a bit more drama to the show, and therefore the game, so. Yeah, it adds more strategy to the game too, you know, like it's just, Tic-Tac-Toe is pretty much, you know, it's like a solved game, and it's kind of unfair, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like at least this makes it kind of a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. That's funny, Joe, because, you know, in Jeopardy, there's all sorts of different ideas of how to play the board, you know, and like which categories, uh, not not based on like the, the kind of trivia, you know, but like, well, do you want to go for the high scoring points first and rack up, you know, a certain amount of dollars? This way you can bet more during the Daily Double. Like there's a whole strategy there in Tic-Tac-Toe. There's not really like a, you know, interesting <laughs> that you went for the center. Like everybody goes for the center first. Yeah, <laughs> right. Otherwise, a pretty unremarkable game to talk about here um, <laughs> for the sense of why we didn't do a traditional episode. I feel like we would have gotten all that out of the way in the first 10 minutes, so we tried to elongate it for everybody here. However, Joe will win a prize for... Um, I know I said that there wouldn't be any, but because <laughs> Joe got it so quickly... <laughs> um, instead of getting a car, Joe will answer one more important question... And he'll have the he'll have all total say on this. Nobody else can challenge him on it. <laughs> Joe, you will decide if Hollywood Squares is an essential game. <laughs> wow. The power. This is further eroding further eroding <laughs> yeah. the the meaning, the, uh, the integrity. Yeah, the integrity of the essential games list just letting you know. I would totally agree with you if I wasn't so power hungry right now. I'm high on power. Uh, I would never want this to happen, but now that I have this this power, I'm I'm gonna run with it. And before I vote whether or not this will go on the essential games list, I want to just double check. Uh, what's the status of Zelda Two? Oh, it's on the essential games. Oh, it's on. It will be right next to. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to read the room. And decide what I think is in the best interest of everyone. And as much as it seems like everybody really enjoyed this game and, and likes that um, it seems a little more um, 
uh, practical of a or or just viable of a video game than Jeopardy was. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a uh, anything to write home about. Uh, so I'm going to say it is not an essential game, but I'll give it a little uh, little nod that I'm impressed with the amount of questions it has. Thank you for uh, being our benevolent uh, <laughs> overlord. Yes. In my dissenting opinion, as the loser of the show, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm going to agree that it. It's not essential, but I will also say that um, Jeopardy was a, a better game. Okay, okay. I fair. will say Jeopardy is a better game. I'd have to replay it. Like, mm. just yes. in every format of it, you know, like... But it also was. Right, right. <laughs> I guess it's just like, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking about it, when we were talking about outdated trivia questions, there is a whole network on TV that just does that 24 hours a day and people seem to love it. It's still on TV. We're talking about the game show network. Like all they do Uh, is just show game shows from, they're still playing like match game 76 in the afternoon. And the people (laughs) who were watching that are now dead. That is certain, you know, like match game 76, you know, like Like it's madness. So actually it was called match game 76 though. That's the funniest part. Um, Yeah. Sorry. I know a lot about game show network because any day I was like homesick, from school I, I don't know i defaulted to the game show network after the cartoons ran out that's great it's homing <laughs> yeah which um is another reason why you know for me game shows as video games won't ever have like the same appeal as like a tv game show because yeah like the presentation in this was was fun and um you know being able to choose your character was interesting even if it was just two girls and two Four boys things, and, yeah, yeah with different colors um, different colored shirts on. I should I should mention. Uh, and they both look so like uncomfortable to be there. It's great. Yeah, they're like it's, grimacing. It really matches yeah. the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess all that to say that like the presentation in these game shows doesn't come close to matching the actual like casino like excitement that TV game shows try to emulate for the viewers at home. Right. Like the Price Is Right is constantly just has lights and different prizes and the audience going nuts and, you know, beautiful women. Like that's all designed on purpose (laughs) to make you like feel like something very exciting is happening, even though you're not participating at all. And I feel like even though to ensure that you actually spay or neuter your cats and dogs. Yes. Well, big spay or neuter uh, pharma wants you to do that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this has been another episode of Nostalgia. Hope you enjoyed the little twist here for Hollywood Squares. If you want some more Nostalgia, why don't you check out on our Patreon, Nostalgia Bites. We've got four episodes up now. And going up for number five, Dig Dug. Never came to the NES, believe it or not. So instead, we have to play the original Dig Dug on the Famicom. But don't worry, no English required. If you don't want to listen to the Nostalgia Bites, though, and you just want to stick with the NES live lineup for our chronological events, next week, King's Knight is the game, and um, I like that. You know, is it is it the King's Knight? Is it the King's Knight? Sounds like a double entendre. To I like me. it. I mm. like creative how's, titles. How's it spelled? Uh, it's definitely spelled like you know the knight, like the swordsman. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh. But could have been the king. <laughs> no, that's that's not the name. I I actually before we go, I have one question about. Uh, Hollywood Squares for you guys to see if you guys know. It's not a it's not a trivia question. I'm actually asking this question. We mentioned at the top. Do you guys know what the uh, secret square is supposed to actually do? 
I watched uh, like an ep- I watched like a couple of rounds of an episode of Hollywood Squares, and it still it's was not, not vacation. clear. I mean, because they say it like really fast at the beginning, like everybody who's watching has already watched a million episodes of Hollywood Squares before. But I, I, I wasn't sure what the point was. I was like, I thought, still thought someone, you know, was like secretly lying and you got to just like try to avoid asking them or something. But I didn't, couldn't really get my head around what that would do to the game. So I ended up, I called my mom, who was, who was a, <laughs> just a game show person and she, she likes watching game shows. That's why I was like, I bet she's seen Hollywood Squares. I called my mom to ask her and she was like, oh, hi, like I'm actually, uh, I'm out. I'm out at lunch right now, but like, what's up or whatever. So I asked her the question <laughs> and then I realized afterwards she's out, she's out at lunch with my, um, with my aunt and my two cousins. What is she eating? I don't know. But what I do know is that my aunt and my two cousins must have just seen my, my mom get a random phone call and be like, Hey, I have an, I have an important question <laughs> in the game show Hollywood squares. What's the, what does the, uh, secret square do? So I think I looked really weird to them in the first place, but supposedly according to them the answer is that you win like a bonus prize package if you get the correct answer for the secret square the one who's definitely lying i never saw that happen they're supposed to be they lie like they're i think that they're i think that they're deliberately getting the answer wrong but that's not really changing the game i know that's why i still don't really get it (laughs) yeah okay yeah, the big thing with the secret square is that it's only it's like revealed ahead of time to the home audience who is the secret square. But the contestant who happens to pick that square during the game. Now, remember, in tic-tac-toe, you just want to make three in a row. You're not necessarily hunting like you do for, um, you know, the daily double in Jeopardy. So the secret square might not be a favorable position based on how you're playing tic-tac-toe but nevertheless if you if you do happen to come across it it um it's just a normal question just like all the others so i don't know if they purposely lie or not but that secret square has like an additional like dollar amount set aside that that contestant automatically wins for getting that correct so this way it's like you don't have to win the whole game or anything but by finding the secret square you've locked in that money if you're correct however if you're wrong um and i don't know how long this carried on for but in you know the original hollywood squares if you were wrong the money carried over to the next game so the prize would continue to go up each time for oh. all the incorrect answers. So it would be like, oh, this this time, Secret Square is worth $17,000, which obviously would have been an obscene amount of money. But like, you know, back then. But <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's the idea, is that it would have continued to grow in the intrigue. But the idea that also you wouldn't know who it was could also um, impact your decision-making. You know, you might go for you might go for a different square, uh, which I don't I think see. is the correct strategy, if we're being honest. Well, that makes more sense now, but it still leaves me with questions because also the host says at the beginning, at least of the episode that I watched, says um, they will the celebrity will answer the question and the contestant will have to decide if they're telling the truth or making it up. I I thought that that had something to do with the secret square. Just are they making it up or are they just getting it wrong? I always thought that they were just getting it wrong. Like they were trying to, they're just trying to like give you an answer either way. I think they might have made it up though. Maybe that was their whole zingers thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> or they can choose to be wrong if they don't know the answer. I don't know. Like if you don't know the answer, you're gonna, you might as well just make up something funny because you're a comedian, right? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. So funny. <laughs> yeah, comedians. 
So clearly, if anybody has listened to the last 30 minutes of the show, they would know that we played a fake version of Hollywood Squares, played the NES version of Hollywood Squares, vaguely watched some YouTube clips of Hollywood Squares, and still don't really understand if anybody's lying or not. But I promise (laughs) you, we usually understand what's going on in video games a lot better, and we talk about what happens in those video games, and we continue to post new episodes every Friday, like we will do. But if you want more of Nostalgia, visit us uh, at NostalgiaCast on Twitter or the website, which has some new articles up. If you've went on in like the last year and you're like, huh, looks the same. That's weird because it was mostly 404 the last year. But we're finally back <laughs> up and running and we have uh, new articles as recently as uh, like probably two weeks ago. I mean... I'm always pumping them out. So go to www.nostalgicast.com and read really weird opinion uh, articles that you probably will not agree with. Until next time, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 